0: Good morning, all. just me, I suppose I'm Rabid Vader now, how I came up with that name, is ridiculous, Rabid Wookie was bad enough, but hey, 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 good morning, and um, again, thanks all for um, kind support, feeling a bit brighter, actually, uh, today's another day, um, and so I'll, I'll make a light one, talk a bit about my um, my childhood, really, here, and how... Parental stroke relation pressure doesn't always equate to um, good outcomes and I'm talking specifically the ability to play musical instruments um, <laughs> this is this is one of those moments in my life where I still blush now if someone brought it up or even to be fair, if I bring it up, I will still go bright red and I'll sweat because I'm still so embarrassed. Well, there's quite a few occasions in my childhood, but I'll, I'll focus on sort of two two specific moments that have really stuck with me. And I'm 46 now, for God's sake. Well, 46 and a half, unfortunately. But there you go. Happens to us all, if we're lucky, I guess, to be fair. But um, yeah, it was like one time when I was a kid, I, I was a I was at middle school, so I guess I was about nine or ten. I would have thought a rough guess. And my auntie Joan, who whoa, we don't we we haven't talked in years and years. She does not believe in mental health. She thought my profession was a joke. Thought my psychology degree was a was laughable, you know, She she's very much of the Victorian old school era, I guess, even though it was you know, probably 19, mid-80s, so um, anyway, not unbitter, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but um, yeah, apart from I got written out of her will and my, my sister's about to cash in on 100k plus and I, get, I don't get anything. But we won't dwell on that because, like I said, I'm not bitter at all. (laughs) And um, anyway, she was a teacher at my middle school and her husband, Fred, was the musical conductor. What middle school has a musical conductor when you're you're dealing with 9 and 10-year-olds? That is my first point. It's ridiculous. You know, I was interested in playing recorders out of my nostrils. I wasn't interested in trying to front up a professional middle school orchestra. You know, it was just ridiculous. But bizarrely, I did all right in a in a kind of con man way. Um, what happened was that she... Uh, she put me forward, all my mates were playing drums, because who wouldn't, when you're animal out of the Muppets, you're going to want to smash the hell out of some drums and cymbals, being a ten-year-old guy. But no, no, no. Auntie Joan got involved and told my parents that I should play the violin. All well and good. Considering we were absolutely one of the poorest families, in Norwich at that time, I would imagine. My uncle Fred donated me a violin, which was very nice, but then you couldn't afford the chin rest for it. So my mum got me a Radox sponge from, I think it was Sainsbury's, and uh, a rubber band. And so... I played this very nice well playing is is not the word for it, but I looked the part, apart from this Radox sponge with a rubber band as a chin strap. Anyway, I had a I had a violin teacher called Miss Tudge and she was quite a taskmaster of Miss Tudge and she she said to me after lesson one at my middle school I don't think you cut out for the violin. And to give her credit, I completely agreed. I went, no, I think you're right. I can't play a note. And she said, no, I know. But we can get your bowing action right. So I kind of just thought, well, if I can't play anything, I can, I can front it out. I reckon I could get my bowing action all right so she taught me to give her credit she was quite a legend she taught me to um just bow in the right direction which sounds silly but anyone who who's played the violin or viola or or double bass cello whatever if you get your if you get your um bow action right it looks like you're actually pretty good but the difference was I could actually get my bow in action right, without touching a single string, so I wouldn't make hell on earth, and, uh, yeah, so this went on for about, oh god, about a year, I was having these lessons, oh, I don't know, once, twice a week, with the, the middle school, and, uh, she was still saying, you, "You, can't bloody play anything," and uh, I was like, "No, I know." But I got promoted to first violin, so I'd sit there and lead the orchestra, even though everyone knew if I touched a string, hell on earth might might happen. So I was I was just bowing away. Everyone followed my bowing action. We played at St. Andrew's Hall. A big place in Norwich. We played the various events, Christmas concerts. I never, I never touched my strings. I was, I was winging it, and then the nightmare happened. Miss Tudge informed me that as I was first violin, she was putting together a Christmas trio to play at Belvoir Street Church. Which is quite a big or oh, well, it's not there anymore in Norwich, but at the time it was a big deal. The the Belvoir Street Christmas Carol bloody event and it was just like and I said, You know I can't play and no And she said, I can't get out of this. The head teacher wants it. The musical director. Musical director when you're eleven or ten. God's sake. Anyway, I was not a happy chappy about this as I knew it was going to go disastrously wrong from, from the word go. And uh, my auntie Joan was getting involved, the teacher, Fred, the bloody, oh, who's some musical director of a primary or middle school, for God's sake? But anyway, they told my mum that I'd, I'd have to front this, and it was a trio which is sounds lovely in, in retrospect. You know, I was on violin. My friend Jane was on the cello, I think, and my friend Rebecca was on the, the viola. And off we went. We had rehearsals. Um, it became apparent when I had to play anything that things, things are not going to go well. In the main, and I was telling my mum this from the word go, and she was saying, "Just, just go with it. It's just, you know, you're just nervous. It's like, no, I'm not. I've got no talent. There's a big difference." But anyway, came to the night of the event. We'd had a preview actually just before the night of the event. We'd had a preview at the local um, school with with for children with um, disabilities. Um, learning or physical. And uh, I stood up and did my bit. Oh, my word. They hated it. I think I probably traumatized most of them in that audience a hell of a lot more than they were beforehand. It was horrific. And I was trying to get out of this, even on the night of the Belvoir Street Christmas extravaganza um, I went to my mum and I was trying to pretend <laughs> that I was sick I was saying I've just been sick and I feel all hot and and which I genuinely was actually that wasn't too much of a lie because the thought of what was ahead of me I knew what was going to happen but um, my mum was just like no you're doing it we're not letting people down we're not letting your auntie Joan down or Fred and I'm just like, oh, crikey. So, long story short, it was the piece we were meant to be, well, we did play. To <laughs> Well, play's a very, a very, very loose word for it. The plan was away in the manger, and I'd have a, the cello would start off with the, you know, all that. Then the viola would kick in. Or viola, whichever way you want to put it. I don't really care these days because I'm never picking up an instrument like that again. And um, oh, the girl who's kicked it all off had her music sheet the wrong way round. So she started off with Once in Royal David City, which baffled me for starters. Even baffled Mrs. Skipper on the bloody piano. Who was meant to be accompanying us, but she she bugged out earlier to, early to to quote bloody top gun. And um it was just a shit fest. So she was kicking in with once in Royal David City. I went for a bit of um very bad away <laughs> in a manger. My grandma and grandad had come up from good old Lou And uh, next door to Great Yarmouth, for those who are not not from Norwich. And, uh, oh, my God. I remember people starting to snigger, like, I think about ten seconds, well, no, less than that, probably about five seconds in, because I I was making a hell of a noise. And it's like the old, um, the sketch that I'm playing all the right notes, just not necessarily in the right order. And uh, I was I was dying. I was in front of like 250, 300 people. And I, I remember when I was making the noise I was making, looking around at faces in the audience. And some were, some were kind, to be fair. Some were almost like, go on, you can do it. The majority were like, oh, fuck me. (laughs) What, What the hell is this? And then there was the few who were just loving it, loving the disaster that we were putting on. And my poor family, I looked at my grandma and granddad. My granddad was looking at the floor. My grandma was looking up at the beams as if she was thinking, oh, that needs dusting. Then there was my mum and dad. My dad was just looking in horror at me with his eyes wide open. And then there's my mum just looking out of the window and my sister. Whoa, she's two years younger than me. She was giving me the most evil, evil smirk. You could ever imagine as if to say, your, your chickens have come home to roost. And that's, that's literally all I can remember. We absolutely annihilated away in the manger for a good two, two and a half minutes. No one clapped. Everyone was in shock. I was in fucking shock. Maybe that's where my PTSD came from. And so, but to make matters worse, I actually had to then, because it was a raised level where the choir used to, um, you know, the old-fashioned churches where you'd have the the chorister-type level above the congregation and the the stage and the, the pulpit or whatever it is. Make matters worse, I was in the choir as well. And, oh, my word, after just... Dying on stage, I had to go back up and the choir would all stand up and sing. I think it was bleak midwinter. And then they'd all sit down while I stood up and ding my triangle on my own. And oh my God, I just remember dinging it, thinking, I now know why people get addicted to drugs, even though I didn't even know what drugs were at that age. And, oh, Jesus, I'd just go, Oh, in the bleak midwinter, everyone'd sit down and I'd stand up and go, ding, ding. Oh, my word. I got home and my mum sat me down and just went, I thought you did quite well. And it was just like, that's the first moment I thought, adults lie. <laughs> they lie to their kids. Because, yeah, anyway, that was my first one. Uh, and the second one is just is ridiculous. Like, same middle school, same Auntie Joan. Um, we had a a kind of... This is when I was a bit older, just before we went up to senior school. And um, that's when I went wild in the aisles. But, um, funnily enough... <gasps> but it was literally just like a cowboy fancy dress, cowboy and Winston, western, well, not cowboy and western, it was a leaver's do, but all my mates went as cowboys, they all went as, as you know, cool people, and there was a few who were pirates, there were a few, it was other things, spacemen, as you do as a kid, you know, Star Wars was, was a bit early, but we had a few early versions of, um of like, Star Wars characters that were homemade, but they still look cool. But no, no, no. I wanted to go as a cowboy. And Auntie Joan got involved yet again and told my mum she was making me a Pinocchio outfit. A Pinocchio outfit. But not just any old Pinocchio outfit. Oh, no, no, no. She made me the tightest pair of little blue shorts, she, I have my white sculpture, a pair of red braces, knee-high white socks, little black shoes, and a fucking hat. A red and yellow hat, like a pork pie hat. But this is not the worst of it. We all had to stand on stage in front of all the parents clapping and seeing their children as their little angels dressed up for one last time before they become horror shows. And my auntie had made me a Pinocchio nose. But unbeknown to me, it had taken her so long, I never saw it before I got to the actual event. And looking back, as an adult, it looked like, A nine-inch dildo. She'd made it... I don't even know what she... I think it was paper mache. But then she'd tried to make it skin colour. And... My God. I was on stage... In my Pinocchio outfit. With a massive... Face strap on. And... I just looked around. I looked around. Even my mates were looking at me, saying, you've got a willy on your nose. And I looked around in the audience of all these parents, and they were all looking at me. And they were all laughing. And I just thought, well, I didn't think anything, really. I just thought, I wish I'd been a cowboy. Anyway, love you all those guys. Take care. Bye-bye.